First of all, it's Friday. Woo! That would definitely help. AJ McCall at VFX. The first thought that came to my brain this morning, I was like, woohoo, it's Friday! That would go a long way, but actually there's a way to help yourself feel more awake. Okay. It's called the placebo sleep effect. Interesting. Apparently, if you have not slept well okay. and you are tired, okay. all you have to do is think to yourself, I'm not tired. That's it. That's interesting. Now, let's speak from a, uh, because this is something that I've really been diving deep into. Let's speak from a different perspective with it. Because it, when you say you're not tired, the universe doesn't hear not. Your brain doesn't hear not. So you have to say, I'm awake. Because it's better that way. Oh, McCall's improving the placebo sleep I effect. I am. Okay, I'm trying fine. to, at least. Because if you say, I'm, I'm awake. awake. Because if you speak in like a positive, in like positivity, then there's no way that things can get jumbled. I'm awake. That's one way to go about it. Personally, I think that it's not even a a thought process. I think you just need to do enough stuff that you don't think about it. I think if you make yourself busy, and then your brain will just won't register. Yep. And the second you get a chance to slow down, your body's like, slow down, no energy, tired, going to bed now. Bye. See, but if you say, and if you say like, I'm tired, like your whole body and your whole brain and everything like shuts down. You just got to say, I'm awake. It's a good day. Today's so a good day. So you believe that this will work? Then. Oh yeah, I it's think amazing. It's, a bit bogus. it's amazing the kind of work and the kind of of medicine your brain can actually be, because of the conversation that you can create in your own brain. Your brain is a powerful thing, my dudes. So if you say things Thanks, like "nf," <laughs> oh yeah, I guess he says that anyway. Fairly regularly. Anyway, it, well, he's not wrong. I mean. I'm just I'm just saying there's a lot of things I've been spending a lot of time like meditating and trying to get control of my own thoughts because I've I've learned that like I can control the way that I feel and I know how crazy that sounds I know I know everyone's like yes I get it we can control the way that we feel but it's like no 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 like you actually have control on how you feel every day you got to make a conscious decision about it I'm awake it's a good day We'll check in with McCall at the end of the show to see how her her version of the placebo sleep effect has worked. I feel great. I think so. there's a little bit to it, but it's also a little bit bogus, personally. I don't think so, but that's okay. We've got uh, some of the internet's dumbest moments for you <laughs> in a slightly different way. Yep. Now, of course, anyone can say something stupid, and most people probably have at some point. Yes. Hopefully... Much like the tree in the forest, no one is around to hear it, so you can deny it ever happened. Yes. AJ McCall at VFX. But I think there's this working theory that maybe, just maybe, if you add a little theater to it, mm-hmm. it goes from being just something silly and dumb to a performance, something of comedy yes. sort. Yes. McCall will uh, McCall will give us an example <laughs> here. See what you think. I think it'll be more hilarious if you throw a little theater on top. <clears throat> this is a tweet. Hey, at Ups, your driver left this package under our doorknob like this, and it trapped us inside of our apartment. We had to call maintenance to get us out. It's an Amazon box, a, t- box, a tall, skinny one, that is directly underneath this doorknob that goes like this. So you have to, like, lever the handle yeah. down. Yeah, they could not get out. That one scored 571 points of dumbest internet moments. You know, that's, uh, well, I guess the question becomes that the, the ups person try to trap them in. Yes. But I think, I, think you need, I think you need more drama. That was a life-threatening situation. We need more panic, McCall. We need more fear. Okay, here we go. A text message that has been sent. 
Like, the TV won't come on. The TV's not coming on at all. Is it on? How do I turn it on? Hit play. I did, but nothing happened. Is the white box showing up, like, on the actual box to say, like, it's on? No. It's not on then. Is it plugged in to the HDMI? No, to an outlet. You love me, right? No, they don't love her, by the way. (laughs) Look, look, sometimes you just got to turn it off and turn it back on again. Sometimes. Sometimes you got to just turn it off and turn it back on again. Where was that going? Oh, my gosh. There is a GIF. It's like the, you know, the one where the fridge, like they're trying to unload a fridge Mm -hmm. on one of those forklifts and the guy gets like flung clear across, right? Yeah. So this guy is trying to roll out a cement, it's just a big like pipe piece, okay? Mm -hmm. So they put a couple of tires underneath it and they rolled it out and the cement piece did not, as a matter of fact, bounce off of the tire pieces. No, no, it's shattered because it's gigantic. I can't imagine their construction guy is going to be extremely thrilled, extremely thrilled about that. Oops. Oopsie doopsie is exactly how I'm how I'm feeling about it. Uh, we got somebody who shared a photo of their social security card that says, I finally found my social security card. It says, how can y'all steal my identity? If y'all don't even look like me, it won't work. Yeah, that's, yep. 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 Nope. Internet, everything. Nope. Yep. Can't find a picture. Nope. 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 Foolproof plan right there. Some of the internet's dumbest moments shared with you. Awful. But, you know, the dirt spilling actually started yesterday, and that is why uh, we're having books written about us. Yep. Now, they've been around for a while, but it seems like the uh, big form of tea spilling, besides, of course, YouTube scandals, (laughs) AJ McCaw VFX for the Beezer Locky Key Debated 8, is tell-out books. Yes. And now we found ourselves in a position where some family member, we don't know who, but some family member whose sister close to AJ and sister close to McCall are going to spill all the dirty secrets all in the tell-all books. Hot thesis. So what's going to be in the book, McCall? What fam? What's a family member who's somewhat somehow close to you? What are they going to put in your book? Because they got to sell books. Got to be catchy. Uh, they're probably going to say something along the lines of McCall's kind of like a know-it-all. <laughs> Just fine. They're not wrong. Um, or they'd probably say something along the lines of McCall um, is looking to sabotage my life. That's also one. That's absolutely factual. 100%. I've seen it happen. AJ knows. McCall torches everyone around her. Yep. I just wait. I just wait and wait and wait for you to screw up. And then as soon as you do, bam, I gotcha. <laughs> On my radio show. Ah! We're talking about it on the morning show. <laughs> Boom roasted. I got somebody about that. I was a friend of mine. I was texting a friend yesterday and, and uh, the comfort food friend. And I told her, I was like, oh, by the way, you were on the show yesterday. And she goes, I hate you. I was like, look, I didn't say your life. name specifically, but look, you were wrong on that opinion and I needed to share it. Now- <laughs> if it's in my life and you're a part of my life, you're getting talked about. I got it. Yeah, that's that's the policy. I'm kind of curious as to what would be written because I'm in a strange for my family for the most part, better part of half a decade already. Decade. So yeah. I'm curious to see uh, 
what what they choose to work with. It's all got to come from younger stuff. And I think the biggest family secret, I feel like I've talked about it already, but if not, bombshell. Uh, I used to be emotionally disturbed probably too far. I don't remember what it was. I went to therapy as a kid. I didn't handle my parents' divorce well. Right. And so I used to act out emotionally as a kid. And then it fostered itself. Into, I used to poop my pants as a kid. Oh, okay. That was the way that I acted out up until probably about middle school-ish. Uh-huh. And then, you know, I didn't. Right. Because I was like, this is embarrassing. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I remember this? thinking Self-sabotage, that. Self-sabotage. So why. that that's the big one. Because that was terrifyingly embarrassing, obviously, yeah, as course. a kid. Of course. But, you know, it happens. Can't ride a bike. No. Haven't broken a bone. Yeah. Me, I'm never at the family neither. reunions anymore. Me neither. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, but how, how often did you do this? Not that this is a competition, but how often did your family do this? Uh, I want to say we have them, like, every year. No, oh, then you beat me, because mine's every two. Yeah, I think we have them. Nope. I think we used to have them definitely every single year, but... Have you been asked to host one? Yeah. Last time I saw a specific I... family member from that side, they were like, you know, Utah's beautiful. Maybe you should host a family reunion. And I was like, that is not going to happen. I have not been asked to host a family reunion, but I don't know how my family would react if I were to host a family reunion. Well, you got the big, beautiful house. Yes. We've been talking about you building a really luxurious tree house. Sure. Um, you got that sh- barn that's for that rustic fall down in the wind feel. That's uh, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Don't you worry. I got a barn that's not falling down, too. Um, Yeah. No, I don't think my family would be like, you know what? I think McCall is the perfect person to host the family reunion. <laughs> I think they're like, ooh, you know what? McCall is kind of a train wreck. Do you so... think there's enough interesting stories that someone could embellish in your life to sell a decent book? Oh, please. I don't no know. offense to my family, but we're really good at embellishing things. Oh, okay. So McCall, there's, McCall's going to be a bestseller. As I say, I don't really think People there is. People would get a kick out of my life. But I know for sure I have family members that are really good at that lying thing. Yeah. Hard so saying. yeah, I think they could I think they could draw up some interest. Hard saying. Draw up some interest. I think really what we should do is just uh, cut them out immediately and then just write stories about each other and then we just pocket the money. Oh. Or we just have producer Butters put his pen name down and then... Uh, he gets to tell the stories of behind the scenes. You know how they do like those real life looks into the rock bands, right? But yeah. they got to have the drama. Otherwise, you don't really care. Right. Right. So then you got to do, oh, it's a tell-all book for what it's, it's like behind the scenes all. in the AJ and McCall show. McCall gets really mad sometimes. I don't, I don't know. Is that the kind of drama we're going for? Not not close enough. Dang it. Not not close enough. Because McCall uh, oh. punches windows. That that I would. Is that yeah, better? That, I would. I buy that. Okay. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Why does she punch windows about? See, I don't know that I've ever punched a window. I think I've like maybe accidentally punched a window with my face, but like. It's headbutting. That would be headbutting a window, then McCall. See, but if you say punched it, then people are intrigued. And then if you say face punched it, then they're like, oh, what? <laughs> Yeah, that would that would pique my interest. I'd be like, okay, I feel like I have to know that story. Yeah, I feel like I'd have to know that story. But then we just pocket the money, and then they don't benefit whatsoever from writing their right. own books, potentially filled with nonsense, which it seems like we both agreed was going to be the case if the family decided to do that. Yeah. AJ McCall at VFX. We're going to get three headlines from McCall, so we could think, and then we're going to hear the full stories. And if we catch the criminal from Florida, because one of them for sure is, you win. Yeah. Just three headlines, please. Okie dokie. We got headline number one, which involves a guy who was stabbed after he got into a fight for threatening to stab other people. So it was like, stab karma. This just sounds like the story we had yesterday where uh, 
was it the, the Detroit one, right? We did silver linings with it. What did that guy do? Was it stabbed? Because he cut in line. That's cut, what it cut was. In line, yeah. There's another ironic. There's another, who's cutting? I'll cut you first. Cut you. Put the knives uh, away. Man, I don't. I don't understand. But you know, whatever. I guess. Whatever. I guess. So there's story number one, and then we got story number two, which includes a uh, rampant raccoon. Okay. So we're going a little raccoon criminal-ish. Okay. Some well, that, cops, I mean, they they are dressed the part. Yeah, not that we they look should, a little you know, bandits. Stereotype, but they are bandits. dressed the part. They had to rescue a raccoon that got stuck inside of a school vending machine. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand why he was in there. I don't understand how he got into school, but okay. It's kind of impressive, sure. right? Yeah. So yeah. there's story two, and then story number three, cops recover a stolen vehicle, but then someone else steals it from the police station. <laughs> so it got double stole. Man, what's is it a nice car? Man, I... Uh, is that what it is? a 2015 burb. No. No, so it's not a nice car. It's just a burb. Just a burb. There's got to be something, there's something, in, there's something in the glove box or the center console or something everybody wants. Dollars? Like, Maybe drugs, some CD that everybody's. Oh man, you Summer Jam Mix 2005. So oh, wow, killing it! So there you go, three crazy stories. Tabitha, AJ McCall at VFX. Purely hypothetical, but since we're playing for uh, monster truck tickets, if you had a monster truck right now, you of course would not use the monster truck to just drive over traffic, right? I probably would drive over people, honestly. I'm so glad you're honest because that is the correct answer. <laughs> Obviously, all of us would do that. Yes. Exactly, right? <laughs> I mean, if you got the power and you're, you're not using it, I mean, it's just a waste. Why are you in the monster truck then? Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let us get the three full stories. Okie dokie. So we got story number one, which involves a guy who was uh, stabbed. Now, this guy was stabbed. He's 46 years old. And he threatened to stab other people before he got stabbed. Now, I, I guess that there was a fight between the two men. They got to the scene. They found this guy laying on the ground. They took him to the hospital. Witnesses say that it all happened over a trip to the Dollar General. He then got into a physical fight with the man at the home. Yeah, I'm, I'm, they were swimming, I guess. And then it was like... A very weird story. This is very weird. There's a lot of weird stuff. I don't know if they were like fighting over the pool noodle they bought at the Dollar General earlier in the day or what, what the can, deal was. Can't scrounge up another dollar for just one more noodle. Right. So one more. He got stabbed and then he went to jail. Also, he's facing charges related to aggravated assault and reckless endangering to another person. Okay, you there's story one. better be ready one. for the consequences of your actions, all the same. Yeah, and then we got story number two, which involves a raccoon who got himself stuck inside of a vending machine at a high school on Wednesday. They say these gentlemen apprehended this fool today while committing a burglary of a vending machine. They, fo- they shared the photo along with the raccoon chilling in the vending machine. I'm I'm honestly quite impressed, but like raccoons get in places like that, like they get in houses. You, you would and know stuff. better than me, so yeah. that's fair. I say I'm more impressed he got into the school than the vending machine. The vending machine to me is a no-brainer. Yeah, so uh, they're calling him the industrious trash panda who got stuck inside of a vending machine. I'm impressed. He ate Rice Krispie treats. I was gonna ask, what did he go granola for? Granola bars. Those were both those respect. Were both included. Good choices. I yes. respect I like, that. I like both of those. And then we got story number three, which involves police finding a stolen SUV on Sunday night, towing it to their station. Less than two hours later, someone else stole the SUV right out of their parking lot. Now the cops are investigating both thefts, trying to track down this other theft. I'm... <laughs> 
it's, tell, there was something good in it. Or that he's like, look, I wasn't done with it. You don't get to just take it. It's I don't mine. know, because it was someone else. <laughs> it says they found the 2015 Chevy Burb had been reportedly stolen earlier that day and then stolen again two hours later. What if it was the original owner stealing it back? I mean, I guess that could be possible. But there you go. Three crazy stories. All right, Tabitha, what do you feel? It's story one, two, or three. Which one's from Florida? I'm thinking number one. You think it's number one? I mean, the only the only thing that gives me pause is we had a story that was not identical, but almost exactly like that yesterday. It was Detroit, of all places. Oh. Yeah. I know. And, and, and not that Which I mean, one do you think? Something to keep in mind. Uh... Three, three is definitely got to be considered. There's no denying that. I, two, or, it's two that or three. That was my second option. So. Okay, let's maybe let's roll with three then, because uh, you know the pan is no, the, the double steal. Yeah, Florida's not cute. That's a good point. It's an alligator. Then yeah, we we got something. Yeah. So okay, let's do number three. It's the double stolen burb, obviously. <laughs> It's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> that one happened in Chicago. What is going on in the upper Midwest? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm so sorry. You're good. You guys have a great day. You too, Tabitha. Of course, you can play again tomorrow at 6.50 on VFX. Now, Tabitha said something I think very important. Okay. She said, uh, Florida not isn't cute, which generally, yes. Like the Just the, in today's stories, probably not going to pick the raccoon, right? But... We had the stabbing story yesterday. Almost says we got 50 50 shot. We'll analyze through it, but maybe, just maybe, she's trying to distract us with a sometimes internet cute sensation raccoon. Who knows? Who knows? Cash Fowler recovery, Florida, not on VFX. Now, I, I got to ask Mary the exact same question because we're playing for monster, monster truck tickets. So if you had monster trucks at your disposal, would you use them to run over traffic? Yep. You would just set record pace. All right, Mary, we are down to the two final stories. I have a theory, but let's just listen to the stories once again here, see if there's anything we missed from the first go-around. Okay. Perfect. So we got story number one, which involves a guy who stabbed another guy after he got into a fight with him. Now, he told the guy first, I'm going to stab you, and the guy was like, no, you're not, and then he stabbed him. He ended up on the ground. It all stemmed from an argument at a Dollar General where they ended up like going back to some guy's house and then it happened at a pool. Like there's a whole bunch of random connect the dots things that just are not lining up here. So I'm going to. sounds like they're friends then, right? Yeah. Like, like they were, they were friends. Stabbed your friend? They were friends. That's rude. Clearly they're not that great of friends no. because friends don't stab each other. Either that or they're at the level of friends. Like, you know how friend, guys specifically, because sure. I'm assuming two, you know, two dudes. They punch each other. They're just way beyond any friendship I've ever had because I've never been like, hey, let's stab each other. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. A bond that can, I guess, not be broken or Survive maybe be broken wounds. by... Survive all wounds. Yeah, by stabbing. So there's story one. And then we got story number two, which involves a raccoon who got himself stuck inside of a vending machine at a high school on Wednesday. They say this gentleman was apprehended today while committing a burglary of a vending machine. He got away with some... Rice Krispie treats and granola bars, which Rice Krispie treats are my favorite. So he made some solid choices. He did. Respect. He did make some solid choices. Um, they freed the raccoon with the help of animal control. I, I, I'm impressed with this industrious trash panda, really. <laughs> he's going to get his own IG account now. Oh, he's got to. He's got to have his own Instagram right now. There you go. Two remaining crazy stories. So, Mary, here's my theory. Yesterday, we had a really similar stabbing story. It was in Detroit. I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, the panda story, the trash panda story by far and away is not the obvious one. So maybe, just maybe, today McCall's trying to trick us. Huh. I'm thinking 
It's a gamble. Don't be wrong. It's a gamble. I think we go with the raccoon story over the stabbing story. Okay, I'm going to trust you. Oh, boy. Famous last words right there. Here we go. Cross all your fingers, Mary. Is it McCall story number two? It is, Mary. Congratulations. We got a family four-pack for you to go and watch some monster trucks tomorrow night. Hang on the line for just a second. We'll grab some info from you, okay? Okay, thanks. That's just one of those cases where... uh, just got to read McCall's opposed to reading the stories. Yeah. It's a gamble. Plus, I'm always making, I'm going to trust you. Always makes me nervous because I get this, I get my fair share of Florida Not Stories wrong all the time. Oh, yeah, but it's okay. Congratulations to Mary for winning Florida Not on VFX. Now, bonus Florida Not concept most of us aren't foreign to. Occasionally, there's a ridiculous story, just didn't make the cut. Got to share it. I'm pretty positive, never have we ever. Had a bonus Florida Knot statistic, but I tell you, it's never fit better. Oh, good. Now, I don't think we've ever had a uh, bonus Florida Knot statistic on VFX, but trust me, this fits. So, McCall, everyone maybe oopsie doopsies once upon a time. Maybe they thought they could make it through the yellow. Uh-huh. That close. And then maybe you had that thought like, is that a little too close to make it? I, I was in the lane. I was fine, right? I was in the lane. I was fine. Yeah. Okay. If, if you deny it, doesn't call you such a liar. Maybe yeah. everyone's done that at least once. Mm-hmm. But the statistic is, forty-three percent of people at least once a week run a red light. At least once a week. Once a week. I feel like that's a lot. I mean, it is a lot. I also don't like go on Main Street very often, though. Smart decision. So. Um, I guess there's that. 43%. How many, how many of those people, all those people, how many, every time you're like, I made it. Cause you know, there's ones oh, yeah. where there you're like, all right, that was close. I could, and then there's ones where like that wasn't even close. Like now, I say it all the time. Here's the question because remember how I had to go to traffic school that one right, time with the frozen chicken, yes. with the frozen chicken. It was a total weird situation. There was some guy there with the frozen chicken. Anyway, hilarious. When you go through, if the front of your car is through the line, the stop line, mm-hmm. when the light is yellow, you're good. Right. You made so it. as long as the very front little like portion of your car is over the line while it's yellow. So if it turns red, as soon as your tires go over the line, you're still fine. Okay. Okay. Good to know. So you got you got some leeway. So how far are they saying you run the red light? Are they saying halfway through the, the red stat. light? Just are they the saying 43% of people once a week? Run a red light. I just love to know like their breakdown on it. I mean, you know I'm what I sure mean? I'm sure there's plenty of close calls. But you know, too, every time I see that where you see people and it flips red and that person then just goes and you're like, you didn't make it. And of course, at that point in time, it doesn't ever seem like there's a cop in the vicinity at that right. time for some reason. Because right. you feel like if you did that, you'd be like, I'm definitely getting pulled over. Oh, yeah. 100%. But <laughs> there's also plenty of times you're like, that was close. I just couldn't believe 43% of people once a week. Yep. That's 52 times a year. That's a lot. Run a red light. See, I feel like. It's insane. I remember I've run a red light before, but it was like I got through it and I was like, I guess that, that was red. <laughs> but it was like in the middle of the night. <laughs> you know what red. I mean? <laughs> I got a great story for you. Oh, good. So there's this big park in my hometown. Okay. And it's over by a, a YMCA. I don't know if you guys have those here no. or not. Okay, so it's like it's a rec. It's like a rec place, right? So there's a light there because it the YMCA is off of a main road. Uh huh. So one night we were out there super late, and a buddy of mine stayed and worked out. 
So you're talking, it's like two in the morning. Okay. So he's, he needs to turn left. Right. But it's one of those lights doesn't activate because it's a main road, so it takes forever to turn it. So a car pulls up behind him, and he's sitting there, and he's sitting there, and he's sitting there, and he's sitting there. It's been like 15 minutes. And he goes, okay, if this light doesn't turn red in the next two minutes, I'm just going to go. Uh-huh. Doesn't turn. Doesn't turn. He's pulled us up. He's waiting. He's waiting. waiting. Just decides, all right, nobody's coming. It's two in the morning. The road's not busy. So he just goes. It's red. He turns left. Cop, car behind him. Cop. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately pulled him over. Gave him the whole spiel. And was like, I get it, though. And then let him go. It's <laughs> like, I was like, come on, cop. You're behind him for 10 minutes. I get it. You got to give him yeah. the heads up. But I was like. He sat there for 15 minutes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I remember when I was growing up in Brigham City, I used to stop at the gas station. It's a common sense gas station. My mom and I used to stop there. Uh, I'm not sure what it is now, but that's what it was when I was growing up. Anyway, and that light would take forever to turn. And so we'd sit there and sit there and sit there. And one day I remember I was like, that's it. So I got out of the passenger seat and I walked over and I hit the little indicator button so that I could walk across the street. And it was like, as soon as I hit it, it was like, oh, someone's here. Okay. So from then forward, it was like, that was the thing as a passenger. And every once in a while as a driver, I think, hmm, you know, I could really get out right now and go push that little crosswalk button and that. get back in the car. I do feel that. But I mean, that's, you know, car Especially here in Logan with, with left turns. Yeah. I feel that a lot. Yeah. Your bonus Florida not statistic of the day on VFX. You're welcome. We're on the subject of cars. Friday means another conclusion of Park Narks, which means we've got to figure out who's going to be deemed the worst parking spot in Cash Valley this week. Do you think there's any connection between those that end up as our Park Nark nominees for Cash Valley's worst parking spot of the week, first parking job of the week on VFX, and maybe other factors? Because like we just had the bonus Florida not statistic. Right. 43% of people once a week run red lights. So if you don't park well, can we infer you don't drive well, or is it maybe not the case? I just want to know, since we just came off that statistic, if you think that. I don't know. I'm going to say yes. I'm okay. going to say driving all around tied together. Probably. Probably so. Our nominees this week, nominee number one, my car is cooler, so I get to park wherever I want. This parking spot's very much vertical. This person came in horizontal, and let's be honest, <laughs> driving a vehicle that if I said, yeah, this is the car it is, you'd be like, I, yeah. I, I, I can see it. Okay. I can see it. Not it that all of the up. people that drive those no, are, no, no. are D-bags, but I, I could see it. it. Lines up. Not really that. They're in, again, the rectangle spot that has a lines to it, which is not a Guys, parking spot. that's not where that goes. That literally says, no, 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 no. Each of those lines, that's what it says. If you look really close, you got to look really close. They wrote it in there. No, 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 no. She may be right. Yeah. The only way to know is to not park at it and get out and look at it for yourself. Right. The, first, the key part being the not parking on it. Don't go there. Nominee number two, you have to stop before the stop, and I'm here... To enforce it. A little vigilante justice. Yep. Now. Nicely done. We found out that uh, our, our Park Narc voters, and thank you for all those that do, Utah's VFX and all social media, do McCall tend to try and see a little bit of the better side and look for some benefits of the doubt when yeah. we go through Park Narcs. Yeah. Just great. I don't think it's the case, but if you're going to look for benefit of doubt, I don't think you're going to find it in nominee number one. Nominee number two, maybe maybe they just, their brakes gave out a little bit and roll forward some. Maybe they're, they're in a they're a parking lot. They did not fill they, in the spot no. at all, and they backed into the parking spot. Like they not got it, well. they got it in reverse, but they only reversed it like. 
two thirds of the way in. Yes. So their nose is all the way out. And as, as the nominee, as the name in, uh, concludes, the nose is right out right before the stop. So you can uh, look both ways yep. before you turn and I'll make sure not to hit any pedestrians. Yep. So I said, if you're looking for a bit of a doubt, maybe you can find one for nominee number two. And I got to this one's this one's close. Very even. Ooh. Okay. So vote for which one would annoy you the most. There's plenty of cars in both pictures, so pretend you're in one of those cars and then put yeah. yourself in the shoes of getting in your car and going, That guy's being a D-bag. What a tool. Yep. Utah's VFX, pinned to the top of our Facebook page, vote. And if you want to get in on some of this action, it's actually really easy. You can submit your Park Narc nominees to Utah's VFX, all social media. Do it now. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Because Monday, we do it all over again. Hey, while we're on the subject of vehicles. Okay. So sometimes, more recently, we've had a couple that have been those, those cars where you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the kind of car I'd expect to do that. But more often than that, I don't, I don't know that they're the highest of cars. Okay. And maybe, just maybe, that's why they park like that, because they're like, nah, I don't care. Okay. What are the worst cars? Look, a rite of passage, especially if you have siblings, AJ and McCaw at VFX, is that your first vehicle has to be, like, trash. Like, sure. barely road passable. Sure. And it's a point of contention between me and my siblings because my youngest sister, the last one in line, got my mom's old vehicle, which was well taken care of. And we're like, that's not how that works. But when I talk about your first vehicle, I want to know about your worst vehicle. Not first worst vehicle, McCall, because... I think really to build some character, you got to have just an absolute trash vehicle. Uh, yeah. I drove a van for a little bit. It's a blue van. It's a Dodge Grand Caravan. Drove it in high school. Um, I think I drove it after my dad hit a deer with it. It like it had it, seen some things. I don't remember though. So I honestly, I'm I'm sure that I had to have driven it after he hit the deer. But then they ended up getting me like a, it was a Bonneville, like a 96 or something like that. And I drove the Bonneville for a little bit and then the van died. And then my dad was like, I'll take the Bonneville. So really the van never left your life because it still found a way to get you back. Yeah. (laughs) So then he ended up getting another van and then I ended up getting the Bonneville and driving the Bonneville for a little bit. And then I bought my own car. So I, for like six months, owned a, uh. It was a Ford. I don't remember what kind of truck it was, but it was a yellow. It was a yellow pickup truck. Uh huh. And it had uh, we had to put mouse traps in it because it had mice in it. Uh huh. So there was that, and then the transmission didn't work. And in fact, the first time I drove it, uh huh, it died on two of the busiest streets in my hometown while I was going to go have dinner with my mom. That's funny. Yeah, it's it's something. See, I didn't realize like. I didn't really have, I don't know, when I when I got my cars that I was driving, when I was in high school, it was like, eh, it's a car, cool. Well, I was like grateful saying. for it because I was like, eh, that's cool. And I didn't really have any, like, I feel like I probably didn't have like the AC, like I don't think the AC worked, which I think it just needed to be recharged. But like looking back, it would have taken me like, you know, five minutes to do it or something. But I didn't know that at that point in time. So I was like, whatever, windows down, call it good. But um for the most part, I mean, I think I, I drove a little Ford Focus and the, that car, I had no idea when I was buying it. I was like, cool. It looks like an egg. It's cute. I like it. We'll have it. Cool. Two seats, hatchback or uh, two doors, hatchback, fold the seats down. People can get in the back. Cool. Great. Love it. Super cute. Man, I trashed that car. <laughs> but 
like it had zero traction, like the tires when I was in Vernal. So I had new tires and stuff put on it. But it had no weight to the body. Mm. So it's like I would drift around a stop sign, like not meaning to. It's like I would try. I had to put like sandbags in the back of the car to make it way down. But that didn't last for very long. We ended up selling it. And then I ended up driving Dustin's. I drove Dustin's Versa for a long time. And we sold it to Dustin's mom. Then I bought a Subaru. Tina says that her first car was a 1976 Ford Fairmont. No AC, no heater. Front windows didn't roll down and only one in the back did. And to start it, you had to turn the key to on. Someone had to kick the passenger side front bumper and then turn the key again. This makes my soul so happy. Like, I'm grateful for the cars that I ended up having. Like, they weren't really junkers or anything. Uh, Tori says my uh, husband in high school had a car that didn't have a working heater was stored outside and the windows wouldn't seal or stay up. Oh, we ended up taping them up to the door with duck and using a plug in heater. He would freeze every morning on the drive to school. Oh man. <laughs> and here's what we could definitely relate to. If you ever see the Kale ZX Jeep anywhere, Squirrely. Rebecca said I had a Jeep, cha- uh, Jeep, cha- uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee that did the death wobble on me and I never drove it again. Ours is that one. I'm only driven a couple times. That one will get real wobbly real quick. Yeah, it it's not awful. It's just got really the tires are just big. Not fun. Not fun. By the way, since you're talking about driving vans, my buddy Jeff drove a van for a really long time, and him and I almost flipped it one time. That's crazy. Were we being responsible? Let's let's not ask that question. Let's just focus on the fact that we didn't flip it and we're still alive. Yay! Yay! No, but your point is valid. I think that's why normally the beater vehicle is the first one, because you just appreciate having wheels. Yeah. See, I just looked up the death wobble because I was curious. The Jeep doesn't do the death wobble. It's bad. Oh, I'm sure. I don't think it's the same thing. I'm just saying the Jeep is- It just gets squirrely. Very weird to drive because you are like feel like you have no control. It's just- Yeah. I don't like it. Mm. M- much not fan. Much, much not, not fan. fan. No, I like I f- driving it. It's fun. McCall and I find ourselves at a center of a disagreement over uh, one guest's dress attire. Yep. And that's not where we're going to stop. And yes, moms, the topic is weddings. Oh, boy. We all like to look and laugh at those crazy threads that pop up every once in a while. Normally, it seems like on Reddit. Oh, yeah. Of the crazy bridezilla who freaks out about maybe a certain person's attire and goes crazy. And I think more often than not, we're like, okay, calm down. Like, right. Not that bad. And there was that story a couple of years ago of that lady that was like, everybody must be matching and must be wearing like, oh, yeah, gonna be like I don't remember what it was. And it, like this, if Their you weigh this outfit, much, you got to wear this. Yep. Oh, and bonkers. she broke it down based on weight and size. Bonkers. Yep. Well, we find another complaint via Reddit when it comes to wedding dress attire, though it's just an individual, which I would think is probably more common. Having not gotten married, I don't know for sure, but I would think people are picky enough that they dispute over what is wedding appropriate and what is not is probably fairly common. Yeah. The dress in question is, and McCall, help me fill in the blanks. It's a red dress. Yeah. I got that right. I know that. Yes, it is a red dress. So, oh, I hit the wrong button. So the red dress is, I think, beautiful. It is, people are saying possibly offensive um, because it's, it's, it's more of the sheer type of dress. And this lovely little sheer type of dress, it, it's long. Very lacy. Think, yeah, but I think like the under material, like it has an under material to it, but it's like sheer on midriff and then it's covered and 
covered up top, covered on your legs. You can see the the link that kind of, there's a news story about on our Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. I think it's a bit much for a wedding. I don't. <laughs> it's very, no. Let's, let's uh, get a picture. Kayla, what, what do you think about this red dress? Yeah, that red dress is definitely a little scandalous, especially for a wedding. Like, I'm all for being confident in what you wear, but if it's at a wedding, you shouldn't try and wear something that draws eyes away from the bride because it's the bride's big day and the groom's big day as well. And I think that was the central argument for why this whole discussion started because everyone thought she was trying to slight the bride. Right. Lots of people are saying she's trying to slight the bride because I I guess that... uh, So this happened in England, and I guess that it's like bad juju to wear like red basically I did not know that at someone else's wedding on their wedding day but i think that this lady looks fantastic i really do she does. um I bethany can't... said if i could wear something like that date night party something wear i it. would I but would not wear it. to a wedding i would wear it all the time depending on what the dress code is because we don't have that we don't have like a oh this is what the dress code is for the wedding I mean, because I think depending on the dress dress co- dress code, it's appropriate. It's appropriate for a wedding. It's fine. I I just I think it's a bit over the top. Meh. Especially not in the bridal party. You're not the bride. I don't. Know. As Michelle said, of course it's not too much. It's not nearly enough. If you know what I mean. That's why it's, it's a little over the top, especially nah. for a wedding. Nah. Decide for yourself. It's on our social media, Facebook and Twitter. Utah's VFX. You find a link to it. You'll see the full picture. Uh, but the dress code is an important question uh-huh. because then it becomes how much control does the bride and groom have over the dress codes? We started, there was that crazy story we, we talked about on the show. A lady was like, you got to buy this, you got to buy this, you got to wear these colors. Is that okay? Decide for yourself when it comes to that red dress, whether you think it's a bit too much for a guest to wear for a wedding or not on our social media, Utah's VFX, specifically Facebook and Twitter. Beezer, Lock, and Key debated eight with AJ and McCall. But the question then becomes, okay, how much control then should the bride and groom, but let's be honest, probably more so the bride, make sure she got the eye for all the final details. Mm-hmm. How much control should she have over everyone's dress attire? I mean, majority of the time when you very first start talking about a wedding, you come up with, okay, so is it going to be like a black tie event or are right. we talking like people can roll up in their jeans or is it just like we don't really care you wear whatever you want to wear right right? yeah i think that's kind of where it goes because for me that's what i would say is just for my own wedding i'd be like whatever you wear whatever you are comfortable in because that's not i'm not in your body (laughs) so mary what do you think about this whole attire thing how much control should a uh, bride groom have over the uh dress attire I think they should have all of the control. Why is that? Because it's the bride. I mean, that's she's been looking forward to it her whole life. That's generally the argument. Thank you, Mary. I, see, I defer to what you said. I think you set the general overall attire, like, you know, black tie, business, business casual, casual yeah. super casual. And then you just kind of expect people to kind of, you know, be adults and make Do the right decision. Want, right? I, I could not justify... Going and telling people this is exactly what you need to wear. You got to wear this or these colors. No. The only time that I could see that happening is if you're talking the bridal party specifically. Of course. But like the humans that are attending your wedding, no. Like I had a friend who their sister-in-law, I think, was getting married. And like, you know, now sister-in-law was getting married. And they said like, everybody's going to wear white. 
everybody's wearing white. So they were doing the mag. They were doing a photo shoot for a magazine oh. for this wedding. So it was like hoity-toity. So it was like you'll wear white, you'll wear white, and I'm wearing a red dress. Like it was very much specific and set to the details that way. Right. But I'm on, I think it was a different kind of situation. I'm on board with that. I think just because the bridal parties that I've been a part of, you go to the same, like the, the guys go to the same places. Right. Right, so here's the color we picked out. So you just got to find your size, vest, tie, whatever. And then the girls say, we picked out this dress. This is the dress we're wearing. You just got to get this size, blah, 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 blah. Right. What if, what if, so you're not going to tell specifically the guests what to wear. Can you tell the guests the colors if you wanted to have like a color coordinate and say, I don't really care what you wear, but these are the colors we're looking for. I mean, sure, I guess, but that's a level of put together that I don't think I'd ever have at my wedding because I feel like that then then you end up like overcomplicating it. And then I feel like there there becomes a almost like a precedent that's set for the wedding because it's like, oh, OK, so we're in like a professional setting yeah, because I fair. for me. Mine's like, you wear whatever you're going to be comfortable in. You want to wear a cowboy hat, wear a cowboy hat. You want to wear a bolo Seen tie, do it. You want to wear shorts, whatever. I don't care, okay? I'm over here living my best life, getting married, and I want you to be comfortable, and I want you to be having a good time. That's my own thought process, at least. No, oh. I'm not getting married before anybody asks. These we always are- have to be so careful with these co- with these topics. Nah. Yeah. At this point, everyone's given up on us getting married. Maybe. It's just it's just that fun little thought, like, what if? Mm. Maybe. Whatever. Maybe. Maybe. I think so. I think the reason you get to control, obviously, the, the bridal party is because you know you're actually taking very professional pictures yeah. that you're going to keep. Everyone else is kind of candid in the moment, and they should be candid in the moment. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I say yeah. I do think the red dress is over the top, because I think as a guest, you should be like, all right, what's the theme? Black tie. I'm going to look nice. I'm going to try and upstage anybody generally my approach to it it's their day i'm just here to have a good time go for a little comfort if i can find a way to squeeze it in with what the theme or whatever the attire is supposed to be sure that's what i'm gonna roll with side for yourself the dress again is on our facebook and twitter utah's vfx all social media not the end of the attire though because wedding okay we're called a little bit relaxed on that if you're outside the bridal party work Fresh off the debate today, it was uh, semi-casual when it came to how strictly did McCall and I both think you can hold guests to a certain attire for a wedding. The yeah. guests, bridal party, put them aside. They're yeah. different. We're, we're not they're, talking to them. They're basically tied to whatever the bride and groom want to do for that whole time. They've signed their lives away yeah. by being your friends. You it's signed the waiver. Sucks to be made, you. Yeah. You signed the waiver of making any decision of what you're wearing. AJ McCall on VFX. Well, how about a much... Much stricter? Definitely I would say bigger so. bigger part of our lives. Yeah, I would say so. We're, we're talking more so on the work front yeah. of things. So something came up yesterday. Um, lots of people have been like filing for bankruptcy or, you know, having issues right. obviously in sales when it comes to pandemic the pandemic. Surprise, everybody. But uh, Brooks Brothers is the latest one that has filed for bankruptcy after more than 200 years. 200 years of selling suits and starch collared shirts. Now, the company is coming along with Neiman Marcus, J. Crew, and J.C. Penney, who have all uh, gone bankrupt since the pandemic started. Now, this... Work attire not a big thing when you're working from home. No, it's not. But this actually leads me to a bigger question because, like, 
uh, I used to work at a bank. I right. understand having professional attire when you're working in like a professional-ish right. job. Reasonable. But a lot of people are changing the way that they're dressing when it comes to work, especially. Because I feel like more people are getting laxed. And it's not just because you're working from home. Now, one of the statements, right, pajamas are on the rise. But one of the statements is actually coming from a lawyer that says, I've met with general counsels of public companies who are in hoodies. And people are shocked at the fact that people are changing the way that they dress. Lots of people are appalled by it. Lots of people saying that it's a disgrace. One of my favorite people that I actually follow uh, very closely, who is a very, I think, great-minded marketing strategist, big businessman, is uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. And he showed up to a keynote speech once upon a time in just his sneakers and a hoodie and a beanie, and he got kicked out. He got kicked out of the hotel because he wasn't dressed well enough, quote unquote, to be able to give the keynote speech that everybody was there for. I have thoughts on this, but first, Lindsay, what do you think? So uh, should there be specific attire or, or standards held across different workplaces? Depends on the business, actually. You think so? Yeah. So, like, obviously, I mean, you go to a bank, even if the guy's the smartest guy in the world, he's hanging out in cargo shorts. You're just not going to trust him with your money? Uh, I mean, if they're pressed nicely, yeah, maybe, because it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a little bit of leeway for casual because of the weather. Here's my thought. So, they often say that uh, those those who have a hardworking mind will uh, let their mind run at full capacity by eliminating simple decisions. That's why some of the more successful people, they'll have people take things of like their attire. They'll take care of those. They'll set the stuff out. Right. They'll have the same thing for breakfast because they don't want to think about that stuff. They want their energy focusing other places. Right. What I would take it as, and don't believe the bias, the fact that I fully support that you, it's ridiculous to have to wear you know suits and stuff, a fight I've had my whole life, is that people decided this delivers an image. No one cares. Focus on the substance because that's what matters at the end of the day. If I'm in a suit and tie, does it mean I'm going to do a better job managing money, giving you advice? No. Listen to the substance. The substance. Nobody knows how to listen to the substance. Well, it's all just a perception issue. Well, that's why people are issue. freaking out about it. You know, it, it's something that I find very interesting. Like, for my own self, I feel better when I'm dressed better, but I don't necessarily feel like I need to be in, like pumps and a dress and a blazer full-on pantsuit <laughs> full-on pantsuit like don't get me wrong i feel like my powerest self in a pantsuit however it doesn't really line up with my line of work you know it I, could if i wanted to no one's gonna stop you Nicole, no, if you want to wear a pantsuit every nobody, day nobody nobody is gonna stop me from wearing a pantsuit every single day of my life but I also feel like it puts on more of a hard shell on the outside that people don't want to approach because it's a little bit, um, I'm not going to, it's not pretentious. It's just more like you hold yourself to a certain standard and it's like almost like a projection of maybe insecurity. You know, maybe. I mean, again, maybe it's something where those people know. feel like they feel more qualified, more confident in that stuff. Yeah. I think what you're seeing is the people making the change are saying, look, if I'm comfortable, I'm doing my best work. And the focus shouldn't be if I'm doing this in a suit, it should be what the results are. Right. And the people are freaking out against it is because the establishment has been suits professional. But again, if you look nice and you do a crap job, 
What's the it's bottom still line? A crap I'll job. take the guy in the hoodie that knows what he's doing over the guy in the suit who doesn't. Right. It's substance over style as far as I'm concerned. People say, I'm into it. People say dress to impress. You know, that's fine. But sometimes your dressing to impress is only at like face value. Well, you know, every year there's going to be joke candidates, <clears throat> Kanye. Uh, and Yay! so maybe, maybe it's just finally the time for us to run. And if that's the case, we could make some changes. Maybe. But to run, obviously, we got to have a few important decisions decided along the way. Yes. Look, there's always going to be joke candidates every year yes. when it comes to the presidential nomination. Yes. And hey, we have fun with them. One sure. of my favorites was for uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain not that long ago, Lord Buckethead. Yes. Real dude. He's on Twitter. Check him out. He's hilarious. That's, that's great. AJ McCall at VFX. So if that's the case, why stop with Kanye? AJ McCall, let's run. <sighs> But you got to obviously answer some important questions. Yes, and as yes, Kanye yes. is not doing, Phil, some important yes, paperwork. Yes, yes, Correct. He answers important questions. So the first one calls, obviously, who's your running mate? You're running for president. Mm. Got to have a good second in command here. Who's Justin. it going to be? <laughs> He's really smart. Makes sense. Bounce out. I'm going to go with RuPaul. Oh. I got to have someone. I got to have a people person. Mama, I got to have someone that Ru. gives me some style. Doesn't take no ish. I like that, too. I'm a big fan of that. So if I need someone to come in and kind of be... My bad cop. But Rue also has a softer side. It's just it's a perfect balance. I'm going with RuPaul. Yep. And I'm not gonna RuPaulize for that decision. <laughs> All right, who's your top advisor gonna be? Oh wait, Somebody... I have to come up with that too. Well, yeah, McCall, there's a whole cabinet you're gonna eventually have to pick if you win. Well, what the crap? Somebody's gonna advise you on everything. Probably want someone with some experience here. <laughs> Uh, it's okay. You're putting I in as much thought. Far. You're putting in as much thought as it, I think Kanye has. I didn't go that far. <laughs> Pass. What's your slogan gonna be? It's gotta yes. be catchy, right? People uh, gotta remember it. Put it on banners. Put it on hats. I guess. You're the most important you out there. I don't know. I just made that up not right bad. now. Not bad. Thanks. It's not great, but it's not bad. It's, it's, you got something to work off of. Yes. It's something to work off of. I think top advice, you got to pick somebody smart. Uh, even though he's been like really insane recently, I feel like Kanye might have got this one right. Elon Musk. Sure. He's smart. Sure. I'm not picking Bezos. No. 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 I'm not picking one of the... We need, we need more youth in, in government right now. Why can't we find so I'm not like picking old. better, smaller influencers instead of big people who are yeah, like, man. you know, You want PewDiePie? Go ahead. You run with it. You get PewDiePie. He'd be funny. <laughs> PewDiePie's funny. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> what about, what's the first law you're going to make a change? Um, I want to collect rainwater. Okay. What for? To have it. Because Do you know it's illegal. It's not so. your business, government. I just want it. Rainwater. Thank you. I will collect it. Thank you. <laughs> you know, not to sound like a libertarian, I think we need to like take the government, let, like, let the states run some more stuff. That's what I'm going to do. That's a good idea. I don't idea. want the first laws, but that's kind of a policy. Here's one. You ought to be able to crush this, but this is important because it's the signature day. Okay. You're celebrating. What artist plays at your inauguration? Ooh. Mm. I know you got choices, but this this is... I feel like there's no way you can't knock this one out of the park. You got to have Musgraves. this one. Casey Musgraves. The recently single Casey Musgraves or soon to be single Casey yes. Musgraves? Yes. Why Casey Musgraves? Because I love her. What's Hello? your song going to be? You got to have like a campaign song. Follow your song, arrow. Right? What up? Mm, that's good. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. I, I think she'd support me. 
I think she wouldn't tell me to not play her music. I think it would be okay. I think she'd be like, yeah, okay, that. I support McCall. I, I'd buy. I mean, I don't know. You can all use of, my music. I don't know all of your That's political fine. stances, but yeah, I feel like you're not wrong. That's fine. She once upon a time liked one of your tweets. That's I know. like That's she like halfway there, it. right? I got like eighty thousand views on it. <laughs> I got like three follows, which is great. Which is why I got like hundred and thirty followers on Twitter. But <laughs> oh, I I keep. I just want to do Beverly Hills from Weezer. If I, if I camp, it's going to be like a true underdog campaign. This dude with a lip piercing is running the country. What happened? Is this like a joke where somebody thought it would be funny if we all voted American Idol style and then we just didn't stop voting for him? Last yeah, question for you. Pretty good. I'm, I'm, I don't think this trend has ended, but I know it was for a while. Each president left something new in the White House after they left. Like there was a hot tub added. Oh, nice. Bowling. So what are you leaving in the White House once your term is done? The steam room. I wonder if it has one. If not, I don't I, know. that's kind of a, why would it not? I don't know. If they have a hot tub, they may as well have a steam room. I mean, it's like, it's like the basics for every good, like, sports gym anywhere. I agree. Steam room. I'm thinking, like, VR room. I mean, yeah, that would be cool, but, like, meh. Some... <laughs> Okay, yeah. My idea sucks. My bad. No, My I bad. think it's no, fun. It makes me sucks. sick. Cool. VR makes me sick. What? I get nauseous, but I think it's cool. I just wish, like, you know, my brain was like, hey, we can handle this. But my brain's like, you know what? We can't handle this. You're going to throw up. My idea sucks. I didn't say your idea sucks. That's just an insecurity you're projecting. No. Let's submit our paperwork that Kanye hasn't for all the jokes we want to make about him. He still hasn't done it. So Mm -hmm. this just seems like, again, another ploy to, you know, pump up publicity. But the problem, yes. The problem is is that people are actually going to, like, vote for him for real, for real, because they're like, yeah, he's going to be on here. Write him in. Call it good. Mm. Let's tone down the seriousness a little yeah. bit because the fact of the matter is, it's Friday. Yes. And when it's Friday, it's Friday. Friday. So let's talk about some low-key plans for the evening. Okay. Fridays when I was high, in high school were always a ton of fun because when I went to visit my mom, what it meant was, this is going to date me a little bit, but we would stop and get pizza. Yay, pizza! AJ McClellan, VFX, and then we would stop at a video rental, video rental store. And my Yay, brother and I would pick out two, each of movie that we would have for the weekend and then it'd go back Sunday before we left town. But it was awesome. Cause pizza, because who doesn't love pizza? Fresh right. pizza. Right. And you get to pick out two movies, one a piece. It was awesome. And frankly, I got to tell you, I don't care how advanced the world gets, a movie and a pizza night, and you can add little frills, maybe some sodas, candies here or there. Movie of Pizza Night is never going to be something that I wouldn't recommend to people every once in a while because it's just, it's chill, it's easy, so it's fun. good for your mind. It is. So that being said, it's Friday. COVID's been going on, you know, forever. Like for 2020's lasted for five years at this point. Maybe, just maybe, that's what everybody needs right now is a fun, fun little pizza night, low key pizza night, little movie action. I like that. So pizza, there's no reason to get in that. We had this after show. It's to, to each their own. We sure. can spend the rest of the, the show arguing about this. Probably. You got your pizza preference. You do that. But what about the perfect pizza movie? Ooh. You go with action. You go with something you want to see. You go with something that uh, maybe you're a little familiar with because then you're just kind of low-key. Then you don't have to tune in and out. And just kind of relax. Uh, my preference when it comes to pizza night movies is like rom-com. Okay. Basic-ish on it. I like rom-com movies a ton. And I think that that's just, for me, that's what I would prefer. You got a number one choice. I don't. Just something that I, like, maybe that I haven't seen before or, you know, 
something newer, like newer rom-com-ish. Because I don't want to like, I'm not saying waste, but like if I'm going to go watch a movie and have like a movie pizza night, I prefer to have like just a newer one instead of just rewatching an old one. I'm not against something new. Obviously, went out to put the effort in, so I'm with it. Like, oh, we're going to read this new. But I think uh, having some stuff, a couple choices that you've seen before, and if, like if it's just you, if it's just AJ, yeah, I'm going to get something new because it's just me. If there's a few people around, I'm probably going to get something maybe no, a few of us haven't seen, but we can kind of just, nobody's paying attention, not going to be a big deal because it's all about the mood. I'm yeah. going to go with comedy personally. Maybe action, but I, I'm going to go with something lighter. I could go with comedy lighter. too. I'm going to go with yeah. lighter. Comedy or rom-com, those are my those are my jams. That's my advice. You've been having like just a ugh, week. Give you some pizza. Give you a mover or two. Favorite soda maybe. Some ice cream. I'm telling you, at least for Friday night, you will feel great. So good. You will feel great. So good. Do it. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. I can't sing. We I need, a, you were, we need like thought, a pageant tune. I a part, part of me thought you were going, it's the most. And I was like, no. It's the most horrible parking In of the, the week. I like that better. That's great. Write it down. Cash Let's get somebody on it. <laughs> I want that. I'm writing it down. Bark Darks on VFX with AJ and McCall. Trying to do our job to put public shame into good work. Because peer pressure, generally not a good thing. Peer pressure in this case, everything everybody's like, well, look, nah, they're right. This this guy should be told that ladies should be told they that was terrible. Don't do that ever again. And it's one of the only cases where snitches is a good thing because snitches get rewards and not stitches. Yeah. Our nominees this week were nominee number one. My car is cooler. Duh. So I get to park wherever I want. And let's be uh-huh. honest, McCall, we all know at least one person who probably at some point was like, well, I drive blank, so I should get corner parking spot, shade, under the umbrella, under the awning, whatever it is. My car costs more than yours, so I get to park wherever I want. Okay, well then if your car costs more, you can afford buying the spot. Just buy a pop-up tent, hello? Buy a pop-up tent and then just like... (gasps) be the most pompous thing ever. Right? But I could see it. Excuse me, here's a gold tent over my car. I could see someone doing it. Nominee number one fits the car fits the stereotype. Yes, it does. Because it's not only parked sideways when everyone's parked front and back correctly, the other yes. vehicles are. It's also parked in the horizontal rectangle, which has the lines through it, which means don't park here. But it said it decided I can park here. That's nominee number one. And then nominee number two, little vigilante justice for you. You have to stop before the stop, and I'm here to enforce it. No California stops here, McCall. You're going to come to a complete stop because this fan tried to back into it, the spot and decided, you know, I'm just going to I'm gonna peek around the corner a little bit, make sure everybody's not going too fast. Yeah. Yeah. Stop! Uh, that one I thought had maybe the more benefit of the doubt, to be honest, because the first one just parked with confidence when it parked incorrectly. And that's important because what we've seen is the benefit of the doubt seemingly is given. We have a lot of nice people that vote for Park Narcs that seem to want to try and find a reason to give people a little bit of understanding. You know, and I love that. It's a good it's a good it it's is. a good place to be that you're not that jaded. Yes. However, How- these are terrible parking spots. Yes, and also the benefit of the doubt did not roll this week like this vehicle may have out of its spot because nominee number two Woo! was voted the worst parking spot in Cash Valley. Was it this tight? Week. Was it a tight race? Yeah, it well, it was early on. Nominee number, number two pulled two, away late. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> Funny, was like neck it, and they, neck. They pulled clear away from their parking spot. Big time. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to our winning narker who shall remain 
nameless, of course, so no repercussions come their way. But they win an Apple Spice gift card. Keep sending in your nominees safely. Take pictures of bad parking jobs. Send them to Utah's VFX on social media. Pick your poison. Instagram, we get them. Facebook, we get them a lot. Once or twice, Twitter. But all of them are available. And we'll get them entered in. And then Monday, two more. We'll go head to head. Yep. Compete for that Apple Spice gift card. Yep. And probably don't say this enough. I feel like it's implied, you know, when we have a whole thing set up to judge parking. But don't park like a D-bag. Please. Heading into the weekend, I feel like that's not necessary to say, but... Don't do it. No. VFX. VFX is Facebook roulette. The last thing for the AJ and McCall show. And today, the last thing for the week. Yeah. So the AJ and I, the McCall Taylor, across all social media, find us, at us, but especially on Facebook, because that's where we play from. What are you picking, McCall? Uh, My friend McKay's post, it says, LOL, some days it be like that. Me, updating my man throughout the day. A tweet from Ariana Grande. Hi, I'm crying again. Thank you. And I love you. <laughs> Poor Dustin, like, I can't even tell you how many times I've sent him a text been like, I'm anxious. Thank you. I love you. And he's like, can you, like, not? No. I'd like to not. I picked my friend David. It's a picture of the end of Australia, and it's captured that, and someone tweeted underneath it, anybody want to meet me here and have a climatic sword battle at sunset while we yell at each other about our ideologies? Oh, that'd be fun. Literally just a, it's just a piece of land and it just ends and there's water. And, and it just water. looks like a snapped off piece of cracker or cookie. That's fun. You can win. Yay! The Agent Theme McCall Taylor across all social media. Utah's VFX across all social media. Told you you could win there. On our Instagram, your last chance to win those Insanity Tour monster truck tickets because the show is tomorrow. Yeah. So if you need the details, Throw on the Instagram. Yep. It's really easy. I mean, you That's follow us, you comment on it, you tag somebody you want to take with you, basically. And, and it's a if family want, four pack. Yeah. And if you want extra points, you can share it to your story and tag us and let us know. It's a family four pack, two kids tickets, two adult tickets, Utah's VFX on Instagram. Utah's VFX across all social media. There's also utahsvfx.com where you yep. can stream us. You can find all the links for the social media for YouTube. You can find the music and blogs. You can find the podcast as well. Or search for AJ and McCall anywhere podcasts are, like Spotify or iTunes. That will also work. I promise. I've that seen it been done it before. Does. It been done. It do been done. Oh, boy. We got the after show coming up on Facebook Live as we continue the show. No producer butters today, though. And nope. We'll tell you why in there. And if we expect to get something silly from him, it'll all make sense. Oh, yeah. But until then. For the AJ and McCall show. Wash your hands and don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.